0: Hello and welcome to the New Hope Church podcast. Don't forget to check us out online at newhopechurch.tv and we'd love to connect with you on social media at newhopechurch.tv. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy. All right, I want to welcome everybody today to 88 campus, Friendswood campus, Alvin campus, Webster campus and everyone who is joining us on our online campus. Two things real quick, one is this, Got a text from Pastor Jeremy who preached for us last week and did a great job. Pastor Jeremy, thank you very much for stepping up to the plate. Awesome, man. Awesome. He's a Webster Campus pastor. Uh, he's, the, he, he's the guy who, he's, a, he's our pastor on staff who had a friend in Lake Charles at the church there that he was in contact with that we sent 50 grand to whenever that hurricane hit last month or whenever it was. Anyway, he got a text from... His friend that says uh, our church gave out two hundred and eighty thousand meals last month, and two hundred and twelve people came to faith in Jesus Christ. Tell your church family thank you. So thank you, God. Isn't that awesome? Awesome, awesome. Also, I heard announced that uh, you know we're having our Christmas market. I think this Saturday. Correct? Huh? Oh, sorry, Fall Market this, sorry. Fall market this, uh, this Saturday, and, and I heard that it was local artisans and people who are going to be participating, but I got one more for you. Uh, our guide from the Holy Land, Tony, is going to come and be a part of it because he contacted me a week or so ago and said the people, the, the Christians in Bethlehem are in a bad way right now because there's no tourists. And that's how they make their living is selling things to the Christians who come to Bethlehem. And so since that has been stopped currently, um, they're they're going through some hard times. So he asked if he could bring some things from Bethlehem to the market to sell. And I, of course, said yes. All right. So local artisans and then one guy who's not so local, but still going to be cool. So come out and be a part of that. All right. So. Because Pastor Jeremy spoke last week, I was able with my wife Jane to travel to our four physical locations, something we haven't done in a long time. It was a blast to get to see so many people. You know, it's been a long time since we've seen some of the folks at our church, upwards of six months. I'm not even, I've quit keeping record of how long it's been, but it's been way too long. And while it was great to see everyone, to see, seeing everyone kind of reminded me how much I missed everyone. And I wish, honestly, I feel like a small church pastor at heart because I wish I could have you all over the house and I would cook out and we'd have a great time. We'd play cornhole and I would beat you because I have mad skills, but for some reason you'd be okay with that and we would eat and give thanks to God and maybe we'll do that someday. We'll need a bigger grill. But uh, for now we can do this. Let's, Let's get into the word today. And let's let God's spirit do what God's spirit wants to do today in our hearts and in our lives. Um, If you're a Christ follower today, um, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something wonderful, something amazing that you have through the power of God's spirit in you, something that the world can never ever take away from you. And if you're not a Christ follower today, always we're going to give you that Option at the end of the service to make that important decision. But we're in a series that we're calling Living by the Spirit, Living by the Spirit. The apex or sort of the mountaintop of this chapter 5 of Galatians is when Paul gives us this list of fruit in verses 22 and 23, hence the fruit that's on the screen right now, which apparently, according to some, makes him hungry for berries every time that they attend church. But what I'm gonna do is, I'm going to read the verse which contains the fruit, the two verses which contain the, the fruits of the Spirit. But I really feel like in order for us to get this, because what I want to have happen in this series is I want you to get this. I want you to get this. So we're going to read more than just those two verses. And it may be a little bit more than you're used to reading in church. <laughs> but I, I'm going to say it's probably okay Wouldn't you agree to read the Bible in church. <laughs> <laughs> to take a little time to read the Bible. So instead of beginning at verse 22 and boom, going right to the fruit, we're going to begin in verse 19. Check this out. <clears throat> it says, the acts of the flesh are obvious. So um, understand that af- after this come the fruit of the spirit. So this is like the, the fruit of the flesh, so to speak, and then we're going to have the fruit of the spirit. Below this verses 22 and 23. So this, this is where we are right now, though, verse 19. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, not good. Impurity, not good. Debauchery, not good. Idolatry, not good. Witchcraft, not good. Do I need to say not good after each and every one? I'm going to anyway, though, okay? <laughs> Hatred, not good. Discord, not good, jealousy, not good. Fits of rage, whoa, not good selfish ambition, not good, dissensions, not good, factions, not good, envy, not good, drunkenness, not good, orgies, not good, and the like. Not good, not good, not good. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But now comes the fruit of the Spirit. This is the, the list that we're working from in this series. <clears throat> the fruit of the Spirit is Love, joy, peace, um, patience or forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And what we're doing in the series is we're taking these fruits now. We're digging deeper, not necessarily in Galatians 5. We have to go outside of Galatians 5 to find more information about each one of these fruits. But that's what we're doing last week. Love with Pastor Jeremy over here. And then today we're going to talk about joy. Verse 24. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. So we've, 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 you know, the first list, the first list, uh, the acts of the flesh, the fruit of the flesh. So those who belong to Christ, you're you're dead to those things. Um, Since verse 25, and this is our theme verse for this series, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Okay, so here's the deal. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God that's given to you at the moment of our salvation That's through what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. So, so if you believe in him, you put your faith in him, all of a sudden, boom, God gives you his Holy Spirit. That was week one. We are indwelled with God's Spirit. We're to, on a regular basis, be filled with God's Spirit. That was week two, as we talked about that, letting him permeate every area of our life, becoming less, him becoming more, dying to self, letting him live through us. So, some people may read this, this section of Scripture, and say, <clears throat> okay, so we had a bad list. We had a not good list. And then we had a list of good things that are supposed to happen in our lives. So I, I want us to get this right, okay? Because some people may read this section of Scripture and say, I got it, I got it. Not good list, good list. So avoid the not good list and, and go out and do the, the good things on the list. So don't do... Uh, and, and do these. So, let's close with a word of prayer and go out and work hard. Work hard doing the good things. But if if that's what a person thinks that this is about, they're really missing the point of the passage. The passage is talking about if you just go and you do what you want to do and what your flesh wants to do, you're going to end up in a bad way. But if you put the flesh aside, and you live by the Spirit, then this list, this list, verse 22 and 23, this list is the kind of things that will happen in our life, the kind of fruit that will be produced. And what's wild about this is we're all different. We have different gifts, different abilities, different backgrounds, different skin colors, different everything, different opinions about things. But if we're followers of Jesus Christ, we all have the same fruit, the same fruits in our lives. And the reason I say that is because the fruit doesn't come from us. It doesn't come from our opinions. It comes from the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. It's his fruit that is being produced in us. So, like we said last week, like Pastor Jeremy taught us, I can love people when I don't really feel like loving people. Even enemies, I can, I can love them. And it's not me doing the doing the decision on that it's it's me putting my desires aside and the holy spirit then prompting me to love those folks and today as we're going to see we can have joy this fruit of joy that doesn't really make sense sometimes but we can have it because of the spirit of god in us here's a definition of joy that i want to use today. And I wrote this, so if it's wrong, blame me. I don't think it is, though, because I studied through Scripture. But I just didn't want to look up joy in the Webster's Dictionary and say this is what it means. But biblical joy (laughs) is this. A Holy Spirit-generated response of inner contentment and satisfaction grounded in the knowledge that no matter what happens— No matter what happens, God will use those experiences to accomplish his work in and through my life. So it comes from the Spirit of God. It shows up. It it, it has the knowledge that no matter what happens to me, see Romans 8, 28, all things, all things are going to work for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose, that God is working his plan in my life. He's going to, anything I go through, and sometimes that means not good things, Anything I go through, God's going to use it for his glory and for my good. So, if you're taking notes today, and and we're going to be in John chapter 15, by the way. We start off in in Galatians, we got the word joy, the concept of joy, being a fruit of the spirit, and then we're going to go over to John 15, let Jesus do some teaching, okay? But if you're taking notes, number one is this, uh, in the characteristics of the spirit fruit of joy, I can choose joy even in hard times. I have a choice, and I can choose joy. Now, in John chapter 15, we have teaching from Jesus on the night of the the Last Supper. And if you are familiar with that evening, that Thursday night, then you already kind of know the drill and, and what happened. If you're unfamiliar with that night, let me give you a very, very quick flyover. He celebrated the Passover meal with his disciples in the upper room. So, he's in the upper room. They eat the Passover meal together. That's in, uh, the end of that is in chapter 14 of John. And at the very end of chapter 14, the very last verse, he says, let's go. Let's leave this place. And so, they left the upper room. And he headed toward the Garden of Gethsemane, and uh, where he prayed and, and where he sweat great drops of blood. But interestingly, we don't know exactly where this teaching that's in John chapter 15 took place because we got him in the upper room and then we have him in the Garden of Gethsemane where he's praying, but we don't know for sure where where the teaching took place. Now, I took this picture in Israel and just real quick, uh, this is the Mount of Olives right here. Um, This is the the Temple Mount right here. You can see it kind of sticking out, uh, 37, 38 acres on top of Temple Mount. Uh, right here is the the gold dome that many people recognize down Temple Mount which is a mosque and 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 so here's the Valley of Kidron it runs right down on the other side of these homes and everything so here here's a staircase that I think is important to note and and so Jesus prayed here he prayed down at the base of this hill which is the Garden of Gethsemane down at the base of the the Mount of Olives And so, he had to get there. He was in the upper room, and a lot of people believe that the upper room is this direction, like over my head, this direction. So, you're looking at this picture. About a quarter mile up this direction is is the upper room, or, or so people believe. And so, you think about this. Jesus is with his disciples. They eat this meal together. Chapter 14, last verse, he says, let's go. He ends up over here where he's praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Perhaps, maybe, this teaching took place as they walked along very slowly. And I will include that these stairs have been here since the time of Christ. So perhaps he walked down these very stairs. And uh, I don't know that he was in a hurry to get to the Garden of Gethsemane. That's where he was going to be betrayed. That's where he was going to be arrested. That's where the horrific night was really going to ramp up. This is where the Garden of Gethsemane is where he sweat great drops of blood because the pressure on him was so much. But here's what's amazing about this. He knew what was going to happen to him. He knew what was coming, and yet he tells his disciples, I have joy. I have joy. And I want you to have my joy as well. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says... um, that he, he endured the cross looking to the joy that was beyond it. He endured the cross looking to the joy that was beyond it. And, 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 and you got Jesus teaching, and in verse 11, he says this. He says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So you understand this is chapter 5. Of chapter 15 of John this is verse 11 he's teaching the disciples as maybe as they're walking toward the Garden of Gethsemane where the night of torture is going to begin and he says I'm telling you these things because I want you to have joy I want you to have my joy which means I'm very interested and I hope you are too in what's in verses 1 through 10 You with me? Because those are the words that he says, I've told you all the stuff that I've just told you, verses 1 through 10, so that you can experience my joy and have full joy in your life. And you think about that, about to go through excruciating pain, yet he's talking about joy, which leads me to say to you today, the joy of the Spirit in us is not dependent upon external circumstances. Somebody say amen if you believe that. Okay, so... Maybe you've been to the doctor. Maybe you've been to the hospital. Maybe you've seen a chart like this chart. Just bring back good memories. Okay, I've seen this chart maybe one too many times. Um, uh, But this is a pain assessment tool. And so the doctor or the nurse would have you point or say which one you feel like at that moment. And by the way, very recently, um, I don't know what I did, but I tore... Uh, tendons in the back of my shoulder here, another rotator cuff. Had this one repaired nine or ten years ago, and now this one's all jacked up. But anyway, so I, I was feeling it, and and I, it really got bad to when I was teaching in church, and I would go to point at something, I couldn't get my arm to go up. I'd go, and then I'd go. So if you look back at the lessons, and you see me go, oh, that's what's happening. I'm over here. I'm over here. That's what I was feeling like. Then I went to the doctor and got a cortisone shot. Now I'm here. Thank God for cortisone. Anyway, obviously this chart is for physical pain. If this was an emotions chart, there would be people literally all over the chart in the course of one day, right? Some some, some people in an hour, they'd be all over the chart. It's like, wow, we got up today and the kids were, wow, they were in a good mood. They actually thanked me for breakfast and I was just praising God joy filled my heart I was like we're doing something right and and then and then it all went south and they started fighting and saying terrible things to me and or or I gotta I gotta raise at work and it was awesome and 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 then the next day I get an email from my supervisor not happy with me so I was up yesterday now I'm down okay how about this one Astros oh <laughs> Astros astros okay oh stock market wow stock market up today wow i'm this is great i'm going to be able to retire on oh no oh no but i'll say this if you have ridden this carnival ride of up and down in your life how many of you would just vote let's get off this ride Let's get off this ride. You, and, and, and as a matter of fact, you can vote for this. By the way, we're voting right now. I hope you do vote. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. I've had people actually ask me, who are you voting for? Here's, here's what I say. Uh, look at, don't, don't vote based on sound bites or personalities. Vote based on policy and platforms. Read through the policies. Read through the platforms. The ones that match up closest to biblical values, vote for that person. Okay? And I've had people say, well, there's nobody good running. There never is. There never is. That's the way life is, okay? Um, and, and some people are like, you know, if there was somebody more like Christ. Jesus is not running. He's not running. Okay? So, you got to kind of do better than, all right? One of those kind of deals. But anyway, so vote. That's all I'm going to say about that. So, don't ask me anymore. Um, but here's the deal the Holy Spirit enables us to vote as well on this subject. We can vote joy or no joy. And the reason I say we can vote on this is because if you have the Holy Spirit in you, the Holy Spirit has the fruit of joy, so you now have joy as an option to choose no matter the circumstance. So choose joy. Wow, things are so great right now. It's just, wow, the Lord is blessing me, and I have his favor. Vote joy. Vote joy. For sure. Vote joy. Things are, things are not so good right now, and, and, and there's some things I don't understand that are happening, things I don't know how they're going to work out. What am I going to do? But I'm going to do this. I, I'm going to vote joy because I know that no matter what happens to me, God's going to turn it around to use it for my good and for his glory. You with me? I got one amen. You with me on this? You have the opportunity. That's what I'm saying. You can, you can vote joy because joy is in you through the Holy Spirit. Pre-COVID, pre. before the world got too dangerous in places, our church would often take, and we will again, but we would often take... Um, uh, international missions trips and we would go to some very poor 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 areas of the world people living in slums I've seen people living in literally cardboard houses and many of you who've gone with us in these kind of trips have seen those sorts of things and Something that I enjoy watching is when new hopers are along on one of these trips and we're talking about we're gonna go see these people and It's gonna be in the dump or it's gonna be in the slums and we're gonna get together and have a little church service the expectation is, you know, here comes we blessed Americans and, and we're gonna we're gonna encourage these people who don't have it as good as we are and we're and they're gonna be sad and you gotta you, you just gotta encourage, encourage, encourage. And a big surprise that always hits people <laughs> is when they go into those areas and the service starts and people flood in. And they are laughing, and they are hugging, and they are smiling, and they are singing praises to God at the top of their lungs, even though they have almost nothing to their name. And I think it occurs to everyone who does a trip like that that we Americans tend to be more stressed, even though we're more blessed. But I'm just telling you today, again, you got a choice. You got a choice. It's not working It's not working out like I want. You got a choice. I, I wish that it would have, I wish that I could have, I wish that this, you still have a choice. And I'm just saying, I will tell you who to vote for, vote joy. Vote joy, okay? Then if you're taking notes, number two. <clears throat> Characteristics of the spirit fruit of joy, uh, it comes from God. It comes from God. Since it has its origin in God, then obviously if you have God, you have joy. Back to Jesus' teaching, we read verse 11 where he says, I'm telling you these things so that you might have joy. Now we're going to go to the top of those 10 verses. Verse 1, here's the teaching that he gave to them. He says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Wait a minute, I thought this was about joy. It is. So pay attention here. Uh, he cuts off every branch that bears no fruit. He prunes so that it can be even more fruitful. You're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So, Jesus says, I am the vine. And if you know anything about fruit, if you have a fruit tree or a vine in your yard, you know where the fruit grows. Let me, let me show you. Let me get a blank screen here. Okay, so I am an expert on uh, grapes because I once upon a time had a grapevine and it had grapes on it one time. So, they're just a blunt end on them as you trim back every single year. But uh, then the branches... Grow fresh and new each and every year off of the grapevine, and uh, let's put some leaves on there as well. Okay, so you got the the grapevine and the branches. Now I'm gonna multiple choice here. This is for the vine. Uh, letter B for the branches. So uh, let's see if you can pass this test. When when the fruit grows, does it grow on the Vine or does it grow on the branches? If it, I'm going to, on the count of three, say, say A or B. Where does it grow, vine or branches? One, two, three. A. B. Some of you don't know. I heard A. Some of you don't know, but you're learning today in church. That's good. So, if you have an apple tree or something, it would do the same. You, know, you wouldn't find an apple like right down here, just, just, just coming out of there. Now, if there was a little branch, it would be on that branch perhaps, but it doesn't grow And grapes don't grow on the vine, they grow out here. So let's just say these are grapes right here. This is how it works. That's pretty good, actually. This is how. And Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. You're supposed to bear fruit that comes from the Holy Spirit of God in you. In fact, Jesus says, my father is the gardener. What do gardeners do? Gardeners make sure the soil is good, tend to the soil, pull the weeds, do whatever they need to do. But they also do this, as we read in that verse just a minute ago, if you have a branch that's not bearing fruit, it's stealing resources for this branch that is bearing fruit. So, Jesus said, you know, my father cuts off Every branch in me that, bear, that every branch that bears no fruit, while a branch that does bear fruit, here's the surprise, he prunes, boom, so that it can be even more fruitful, so that the resources coming from the vine can pour into that area of the branch and bear more fruit. And I don't know if you've ever been pruned. I have. Like, I'm like, wow, I got all these opportunities. This is awesome. And it, and this is going to enable us to do this and me to do this and this and this. And then one day God just, boom, cuts one of them off. And I'm like, wow, that that kind of hurt. But but what happens is this. God wants us to produce fruit, and so he's cutting off the things that are taking away our attention from what he wants us to do and the fruit that he wants us to produce. And I will tell you this, it's not fun at that moment of being pruned but you can still have joy even when being pruned because you know that god is doing something good in your life at that moment while he's pruning because he's making us better so i remain in him i keep my faith in him and allow him to be the source of joy in my life and then number three Characteristics of the spirit fruit of joy. Number three, joy and keeping in step with the spirit are connected. Joy and keeping in step with the spirit are connected. I'm not trying to be Captain Obvious here, but there's a connection between walking with God and the fruit of joy. Maybe you figured this out. A lot of people wonder why they don't have joy as they go off to do their own thing. Where's my joy? Going to go get it for me. Where's my joy? Going to go, going to go try to bring it. Where's my... Okay, let's continue reading. Verse 9, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now, remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full or complete my command is this love each other as i have loved you so we'll experience joy if we remain or abide in him and abide in him we could say is another he's talking about keeping in step with him obeying his commands and his command he says is this love others as i have loved you then you have joy Wow, I'm not, I'm not preaching last week's sermon. But I'm just saying, some of us have yet to figure that out. Those of you who have, because a lot of people do this, they'll, they'll, they'll set God aside, they'll set other people aside, they'll go off to do their own thing, and they'll run after those things that they think, you know, I need more influence, that will give me joy. More power, that'll give me joy. More money, that'll give me joy. Bigger house, that'll give me joy. And those of you who chase those things could be the first to testify today in church that those things don't bring lasting satisfaction. And relatively small amounts of joy or happiness. The most important things in this life, I got two. Relationship with God and relationship with other people relationship with God and relationship with other people. I have been honored to be at the bedside of new hopers who've passed away. Not a lot, but enough in the past to notice something. One, it is a holy ground moment. If you've ever been there, you know what I'm talking about. It's holy ground because it's as if that person has one foot in heaven and one foot still on this earth. And, um, but I have never been in the room around someone like that as the time is close for their departure and trip to heaven. I've never been around anyone who has said anything like this. Will you get me my phone? Because I want to check my portfolio. Will you, will you, hey, will you get the, get the picture book? Because I want to look at my house. I want to see, or get my phone because I got a lot of pictures of my house and I, we built that house and I love that house. and my dream house and I just want to see the house again before I go, I've never heard anything like that, but I will tell you, and if you've been there, you already know this. Two things happen. One is if you say to that person, Can I read you some scripture? They're like, Yes, 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 please read scripture. Can we pray together? Yes, get everybody in here, let's pray. They want to talk to God, and then they want family and friends around them. That's because when it's close to the time to leave, like when it's getting close to being all over with on this earth, people know, they know the most important things, relationship with God and a relationship with the people around them. And I'm telling you this today because oftentimes we forsake our relationship with God and we forsake the people that God put into our lives so that we can go run after things and stuff and try to find joy. But Jesus says, no, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. And in this passage, John 15, he said, do as I've commanded and love one another as I've loved you. Over in the book of Mark, somebody asked him, what is the greatest commandment? And he said, there are two. One is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. No, no commandment greater than these two. And again, I'm I'm not repreaching what Jeremy preached us last week or preached to us last week because he did a fine job. I don't need to repreach what he said to us. But I will tell you this: the secret of joy is is walking with the Spirit, and the Spirit calls us to love God. And to love the people around us. In fact, I've used this acrostic before, and I'm going to use it a hundred times more before I go to be with the Lord. This is the secret to joy right here. According to Jesus, abide in me and I in you. Love others as I have loved you. And then yourself. You bring up the rear on this, okay? Okay. But like I said, a lot of people think, man, I got to go get for me, I got to go take care of me, and then they don't have any joy. They're like, why don't I have any joy? Why don't I have any joy? Why don't I have any joy? It could be this simple, that these things in your life are out of order. So, I got homework for you. Did you know there's going to be homework today? So, the homework is this. Not tomorrow, not this week. But today, today, I want you to pray and ask God to show you someone that you can just do something for, whether that's just encourage or help them with something or make them a meal or something. I'm not even going to say anymore more because I want you and the Holy Spirit to figure this out. And then go do it. I think a lot of times when we are in the, the place in our lives where we don't have any joy, it it almost becomes a downward spiral because we're like, somebody make me happy, somebody do something for me, somebody, somebody, and we start thinking only of ourselves. And if if that's you today and you've lost the joy of your salvation, I'm just telling you, today's a day when you can find it again by keeping in step with the spirit, by walking with him, by loving others as Christ has loved you and put it into practice today love you guys. Have I told you that lately? love you so much. And I want you to have joy. Would you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the fact that you do give joy to us, that it is a fruit of your spirit, that it's available for us to choose in our lives, no matter what it is we happen to be going through at this moment in time, Lord. And I pray, I pray, God, that we would choose it by following you and by keeping in step with your spirit. And God, for those who don't know you, for those who haven't come into your family yet, they've they've not accepted what Jesus, your son, did for them on the cross to purchase their salvation, I pray that today, actually in this moment, Lord, that they would make that decision. And if that's you as... I'm praying here today as we're all praying together. If you are outside of the family of God I'm going to ask you to come in today. You come into the family by faith in Jesus. Just put your faith, even if you only have a little bit of faith, just put that little bit of faith in him. He will forgive your sins. He'll reserve a place for you in heaven where you can spend eternity right in the presence of almighty God. Lord, thank you that We're able to gather like this at our campuses and online, Lord. I pray that folks have been encouraged today. I pray that those who don't feel like they have the joy of their salvation anymore would find it once again through your spirit and keeping in step with him. Watch over as we go. I pray all of this, Lord, in your son's name and all the people said. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to subscribe, share it with friends and family, Or let us know by tagging us at New Hope Church TV on social media. We would love to connect with you. Thanks for listening.